Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.
So I'm here with Stephen Wells, the founder of the band Ghost Town, mm -hmm. and we're here to talk about a song called A Long Way From Graceland. Correct. Basically, the song began with a dream I had. So I basically woke up and the concept was an, a uh, Wizard of Oz kind of a theme, but instead of the house landing and you end up in Oz, I open the door and there's Elvis. And the I step outside, as the lyric says, and then we begin to drive around and drink and do drugs with Elvis all day. So it's kind of a, a dreamscape, but I've thrown in some really kind of humorous and, and true-to-life lyric of certain things that actually happened to us or me, um, certain lines in there that are really funny. There's a, a line in there about doing mustard tequila shots that actually happened camping with with the band members. I was wondering what that was. I don't think I've ever tried one. Yeah, they're delicious. And I sold the band on the backstory on that is uh, the bass player that just passed, uh, Sparky Tuttle, who'd been with us for 10 years. We used to camp and fish together. And, and me and the drummer, Gordon, the drummer, and, and uh, Sparky and me were up camping. And, you know, we're fly fishing. We get done with the day and we're sitting around the campfire drinking and drinking tequila and beers. And I went to, I couldn't find the salt. And it was dark out. And so I grabbed the mustard by mistake. I'm like, oh, that'll do. And you know, when you, you put the salt on your on your hand and you lick it, it was spicy mustard. Put that on there. Did the did the shot, and it was the most disgusting thing you can imagine. But I sold it well. I was like, oh man, that's so good. And I was looking at the other guy, this is so good. This is so you have to try it. You have no way. That's like no, you have to try it. So I literally sold him into doing it, and they both tried it. And from then it became a joke. And we actually sold other people in bars like we'd been in a bar and told people and they would go and order it and get mustard and try it because we and so it was this ongoing joke so i had to throw it in a song it was perfect for this kind of a a lyric has anybody decided that tastes good no 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 oh, okay. <laughs> no, no not at all but it's just a really funny story and that i kind of threw into this because it's, it's kind of a dreamscape uh song and i thought well that lyric fits that reality fits right into the you know this it's kind of dreamscape storyline and so what happens in the dreamscape? So like I said, I, I show up and I, you know, land wherever Elvis is. And then what I do is I just jump in his caddy and we drive around and we do drugs and we do tequila mustard shots and smoking carpet weed, um, which is goes way back to another true story that I, I was a friend dared me to put that line in because when years ago we smoked carpet weed and I swear it was a piece of carpet. He said it was weed. <laughs> But I, and I still to this day think it was actually just a piece of fuzz carpet. And uh, so it was kind of funny. And I said, I'm going to put that in a song one day. And this was five, six years ago. And so it just kind of, I'm like, oh yeah, he dared me to put that in. So the whole concept is just kind of real tongue in cheek, but real dreamscapey and kind of cartoonish in a way. And you get a tattoo along the way? Well, no, I have, I put the, I, I yeah. <laughs> in the dream? <laughs> I have an Elvis tattoo. Oh, you do? So I, I threw that in there. It's like, you know, you know. You have more than one tattoo. I have many, yeah. And yeah. do you have more than one artist, or is it just Elvis? No, just Elvis. Just yeah, Elvis. he was the one that got me, got the ball rolling as a kid. I was just really young. My parents, neither of them played music, but they enjoyed music. And so it was always in the house. In the morning, I'd wake up, my dad would be drinking coffee, reading the newspaper, and listening to music. And he listened to mainly classic rock and oldies. And so those kind of got stuck in my head as a, as a young, you know, child, Elvis was like, whoa, and then I saw him on TV, and I'm like, he is the coolest guy I've ever seen. Still to this day, I think he's the coolest rock star ever, you know. A lot of those artists from that era he listened to, but that one, Elvis, for some reason, just really 
stuck with me and got me. I got I got to do something like that, you know. So, so the melody of this song, yeah. I would not call an Elvis uh, melody. No, it's no. M who who inspired you? How'd you come up with the melody? Um, basically, I just sat down, uh, like I do with all my songs I write, and I just uh, sometimes I'll have a title. With in this case, I kind of had a a blueprint because I had the dream, so I jotted down in the morning basically what this what it was. It's like a you know Wizard of Oz, but Elvis instead of you know the Munchkins and all that. So I I had kind of a blueprint of what I wanted to create. So I thought I just started writing, and I, I think I came up with that chorus first and then I started basing the, the I went backwards and then got the verses and kind of started putting them together and that's where I'd start and some of these like the song like this I, I'm literally writing it and laughing I'm like there's a, there's a line in there about carpet weed who puts that in a song you know so it's kind of funny and tongue-in-cheek but and the melody I just start singing it and going oh yeah this is you know yippee and just oh yeah that's really catchy that's a perfect on the chorus you know and and then I just put the song together and then bring in the other guys and and say here's my here's my concept and then you know we kind of tweak it a little bit so if your musical sort of muses aren't elvis are there musical inspirations from other artists on oh, the, yeah. on the melody okay. here um maybe not well there probably is but this one is more of the storyline based off of elvis um I wouldn't say the melody line or the song itself has anything to do with Elvis. Right. It's, um, but is there someone else, like a Tom Petty or? No, no. Uh, it's it's just me, you know. And in most cases, when I write something, I don't think of another artist. But mm -hmm. as an artist, I listen to everything. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think that's why Ghost Town, you know, we've been around twenty, celebrating twenty years this year, and working on our eighth uh, our eighth record coming up uh, hopefully this winter next, you know, next spring at the latest. Um, I, I think my, I, I listen to such a broad amount of music. It just kind of all gets in there, you it's know, a big I mean? melting pot. No, yeah. Not any know, one thing. As a, as a child, I grew up in Minnesota, uh -huh. um, in, in way up near the Canadian border, small mining town. And so we listen to everything up there. You know, you listen to, you know, we you know, got into high school, you'd go to keg parties and they were playing Tom Petty and big kind of uh, Midwest rockers like Mellencamp and Petty and Seeger and, Seeger and Springsteen and, mm -hmm. and those. But at the same time, we were listening to Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden and Van Halen and, you know, those artists too, which I love. And so it's kind of a melting pot and blues and it just, you know, just regular rock and roll guys like Brian Adams was really popular back then. You know, bands like that, that you would just be like, Oh yeah, that's cool too. You know, so it was not like you were stuck in one genre. I did find when I started to write music, I couldn't really write more of the heavy metal or the rock. I tried. That wasn't your voice. It just wasn't. Just didn't didn't feel like it was me. Even though I love it and I listen to it and I still listen to that. It's when I started writing music, it just didn't come out that way. It came out more country, southern rock. You know, probably more of the Springsteen, uh, Mellencamp, Petty influence kind of came out in my writing versus say Iron Maiden or ACDC, yeah, <laughs> you know, because, sure. you know, it's just, I, I guess they are more singer songwriters, whereas the metal bands were more, they wrote it as a band and they, a lot of riffs and that, you know, and I, I just wasn't that talented, I guess. <laughs> so you described this sound yeah. as American twang, yeah, which is in my mind, something different than those other 
people than you've mentioned. In fact, you know, more of a country sound. Yeah, well, to it. It, and well, we you know, do. UBIA is a country. Yeah, and we do, and that's kind of the play on it. We have an album called American Pop, uh, uh-huh. and and that kind of to me that embodies everything that is Ghost Town. We're a, we're an American band. So we imply, but we're twangy. We play Telecasters and we, and, and I have all my songs are kind of have a, a country lyric theme to them. A lot of drinking songs, a lot of, you know, those kind of things. But we incorporate a little bit of blues, rock and roll and country. And to me, that's, it's kind of Ameri- Americana, American music, but twangy. So that's kind of where I came up with that theme. And this, this that specific song called American Twang kind of emulates that theme, like, we're American Dwayne. We blues, rock, country, you know, it's all kind of in a melting pot. And that's what you get with Ghost Town. So you have a dream, you write the chorus, you fill out this, these verses, you come up with the melody, and then you go into the recording studio. Yes. How do you put that together? Who's involved in that? Um, basically, I write the song and then uh, we kind of, it, it works differently on this last record. It, we did it really different than we've done in the past. On all the previous records, um, we went in as a band into the studio. We rehearsed the songs. We got them worked out. We went in. Um, we worked with Matt Weiniger. I'm not sure if you know who he is. Um, he produced all the Ghost Town records, even this current one. Um, um, he engineered them. And, and so we'd go to his studio and when he lived in Salt Lake. And so now that he's moved, we... We were like, what are we going to do? And so I, I talked to him and he said, well, just get get the tracks and I'll mix it for you. And so, as you can see in this, we're sitting around, there's the drum kit and I've got other things and I've got all the recording gear. So I said, all right, great. So we went and we did it. Basically, I would record the vocal and the, to an acoustic guitar and to a click track and I would play the song in its entirety and bring the drummer in and he would play a drum part to it. And then we'd get the bass player in and then we'd have the guitar player come in. We had multiple guests on this record, so I had multiple guitar players, multiple bass players, multiple singers. I sang all lead vocal, but we had a lot of guests on this particular on song. On this, this particular album. But on the, we're talking about this song. On this oh, on this particular song, um it is a guest bass player. Um it who is, is it was Johnny Lightfoot who spent the last 10 years playing with uh, Air Supply. Um, and now he plays with, uh, geez, everybody. I mean, he, he kind of, his, his, uh, daughter was growing up, so he kind of wanted to get off the road. And so now he, he lives locally and we've been friends for 20 years. And so I said, well, come over and play something, you know? And so, Hey, what are you thinking? And I told him kind of my concept on the baseline. All right. Boom. And he played it. He's just extremely talented. And then the, uh, lead guitar players brought Peterson, who's in the band. Um, the drummer was Gordon Gardner, who's a drummer in the band. We have two drummers, and uh, Gordon's the one on this one. Um, the bass player was Johnny. And then the singers, we had um, Walter James. He's a local singer-songwriter, phenomenal vocalist-songwriter. Good friend of mine. He came over, and they were doing the Yippie-I-A's, pie. And then Neil Middleton from the band Royal Bliss. I don't know if, if you're familiar with them, but... They're probably Salt Lake's largest hard rock band, and they tour all over, and, and we're really good friends. And so he sang, all these guys sang on multiple songs on the album, specifically on this one. So that's kind of, and then, so that was kind of the finishing touches, like, I need some different voices on here to give it more texture. Instead of me just singing them, it's nice to have somebody else do it. It adds another element, I think, to the song. So everybody lays down their independent yeah. tracks here in your 
home studio. Yes. Use SoundCloud or something like that to what Studio One. Studio One. Studio One. Yep. With with the your producer. Yep. Yep. And so, well, I'm I'm basically the producer. Okay. And then when we finish so, the tracks, then we we send it off to Matt Weiniger because you know he's Matt Weiniger to mix it okay. to make it sound good. So he adds all the reverbs and delays and all the you know compressions and all that. I just get the basic levels. Make sure the levels are good and the song structure is where we want it. Beginnings, ends, all that. And then everybody comes in, does their part, and we ship it off. And then he spends a week or two mixing it and sends it back. And and you're released. And we're released, yeah. And uh, when did you release this? Um, this one came out basically the end of 2017, but it was more like 2018. It was mm-hmm. in like this, right around Christmas, 2017. So I call it 2018 because by the after the holidays is when everybody really started hearing it. So. And how's the crowd reaction? It was good. Yeah, yeah. People loved it. They liked it. I got a, a lot of response of having, we've never done guest stars before. And so I got a lot of uh, excitement about that. Oh, you got this person. You got that person. This person on this song. And that person on that song. And and it was a lot of fun for me. And they're all friends. So it was like, it's like, hey, having your buddies come over. Hey, you know, come on over and play on this song. You know, I, we had so many songs uh, for this last one. And my guitar, and we're all busy. You know, we... We have day jobs and families, and and so not everybody had the time, and I had all these songs, so I called the guys in the band, hey, do you mind if so-and-so comes? No, not at all. I don't have time to do 13 songs. I'll do nine. You can get, you know, farm the other ones out. It'll be fun. So, of course, now that they have to learn them to play them live, they're like, oh, I probably, <laughs> now it's a little more time. But but uh, it, it, the concept was great. I'm going to do a little bit of that on the next record coming out next year. Probably more singers on this one than actual other musicians. I just love the color. You know, of 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 having the harmony vocalist be a little different than me, whether that's somebody else in the band already, which we do, like you would do live, or just an actual sing, really good singer with a good voice come in and and we work out a cool harmony and and do it. So, Stephen, at the end of the song, yeah, which is a rock song up yeah. to this point, you introduce Yippee yeah, which is kind of country. Country. It is country, and that's the reasoning behind it, because the song is rock. So <laughs> I wanted to kind of put a country flair on it, and so I came up with the concept for Yippee A. Yippee Kaye is the the one what I stole it from, but I couldn't do Yippee Kaye, so I wanted to do Yippee and from the Die Hard movie, you know, when he does Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. So I just kind of shortened it down. Thought, well, that's great. That's perfect, you know. <laughs> so and and then once again, it's just a fun song. So I wanted to be really lighthearted and have fun. And the concept, so I was just kind of looking for different themes, and it worked out perfectly because that's the big background vocals on that Yippee And so your uh, song is inspired by a Bruce Willis character, Bruce Willis versus Elvis, and you know, and different different uh, true to life things I've thrown in. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save 